seen that. We've had, like, seriously, we've had people in here who have been supermodels on one side and people who paint action figures on the other side. Very different people. So different. A few minutes ago, we had a guy in here who stopped a Frisbee with his face. Good job. Where are you, Brett? Yay, there's my man. Yeah. In the same breath, there's another guy here who sells rabbits to people. That's like a year ago. <laughs> but if Tom's in here, you can probably buy a rabbit for really cheap. So if you know another rabbit guy, leave him. Tom's your rabbit guy now. All right? So no, there's really, there's all this stuff that happens here. But honestly, the only thing that I actually care about when you come here after four years of doing this, the only thing I care about now, I used to be like, oh my gosh, I pray that no one feels uncomfortable here. I pray that no, I pray that everybody feels, I don't care. The thing I care most about now is just that you get as close to Jesus as possible. Anything else, that doesn't matter to me. I, that song sounded dumb. Go home. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. Here's what I care about. What I care about is that you see the cross and you just know, oh my gosh, I don't have to go to hell anymore. I like, here's what I, here's what I want. I would want you to like come in here and know that for a few minutes of your life or the week that you're, this is just a time for you and God and that's it. That's what I want. But here's the thing. Well, the simple gospel, what makes the simple gospel complicated is the things that happen in our life and we bring a lot of stuff to it and it gets really shady really fast. And so kind of like, I was going to say this is, is we all have a spot. We have a position. We all bring something to the table. There's not someone in here who doesn't have a purpose. And it's really easy to come here and fill a chair, but the chair you're sitting in, you filled it for a reason. And it's weird because you think that sometimes you come in here and there's no point. You just come and sit in here. You hear the same story you've heard over and over and over again. I actually have a theory that this is, this is completely false. And this is, this is honestly seen a lot of different places in life. And this is actually, if you, if you want to read a story about heroes, you can actually just go read everything about World War II. I actually have a picture. Were you able to find it, Jack? Okay. So this is, <laughs> so listen, this World War II, I, I've read everything about like, as far as America's involvement in World War II, I, I got bored with that. Like I've read, for years, I'd read everything about World War II. So I moved on to Poland. And so this is actually a Polish story about World War II. And what they're doing, they were actually in Iran. And so they're on this like, this verse, they're trying to like get into enemy territory, do this stuff. And so there's actually an artillery division. And so these guys, what they did is they, they formed a, a line of fire that kept this village safe. So they had these cannons, and they were shooting these cannons down a hill to keep Nazis away. And so here's what they were doing. They were shooting down this valley. And so one of the ladies, the, the ladies who were there, like in this like compound they were protecting, found this bear cub and brought the bear cub to the soldiers. So the bear cub was only a few weeks old. It was a Syrian bear, brown bear. And so here's what happened. The soldiers actually took the brown bear in for morale, and they raised the bear. And so they'd feed it milk out of beer bottles, and they'd give it cigarettes. And the bear would actually smoke and also eat cigarettes. And so the guys would wrestle the bear, and they became like best friends with this bear. And so there was, a, there was like this, this really famous story. It's like basically what happened over time is people actually fell so in love with the bear that they went and asked their regiment, their CO, they said, can we actually induct him as a real soldier? And so the bear actually got a legitimate file number and name as a soldier and got a salary. So the bear got paid to be in World War II. So the bear had it. No, no, this is so real. Voltec. You could, that's, the, that's what they named the Voltec. Sorry. Voltec. Voltec sounds like a... <laughs> Voltec is the bear's name. It's right at the spell of the W. So Voltec is his bear's name. And so he got paid. He got all this stuff. But this was like where he actually became famous is that 
this, there was this like last battle where all these people were running up this mountain and it was just him. And so there was all these guys and it was just him tied to this tree and it was like his caretaker just left him up there and he got like so nervous what he ended up doing was this. He freaked out, had a panic attack, broke the tree that he was tied to with his collar on. And when men were running, they were running these crates of artillery shells up to the front line and they would shoot him down the hill and then he'd run back. So Wojtek saw what was happening with his chain on. He went and grabbed buckets of ammunition and ran it to the front line and back and forth. And they won the battle that day because of Wojtek. And so, yeah. and so he, he lived to be 22 years old. No, seriously, he, he was 500 pounds. And he would, run, he would run artillery shells to the front line. And so this is crazy. He has no soul, but this is what I love. He really loves those guys. <laughs> Look at this. He's biting this dude's arm. And this is funny that everybody loves him. And here's what happened after, like, the war ended in 1945. Uh, all the guys in this regiment would go visit him at the zoo. And the bear would run to the guys and hug them. And it literally is the, it's my favorite World War II story. I love this. But here's the thing. A lot of the times when I'm listening to Christians, here's what they do. They remove themselves from the actual mission of Christianity. Yesterday I was in Fort Worth and I met a rapper who's amazing. He's just an amazing guy. I love this guy. His name is Preston Peacock. You should look him out on Spotify. He's amazing. And it's crazy because he released this thing on, on Spotify and it says, like, everybody gave him heat for it, but it says, hey, this is explicit content. And he's like, well, I don't cuss in it. And I go, what do you mean? What do you, do? What do you not? You don't cuss in this. And, and he started to talk to me more about it. And he goes, no, it's explicit because I talk about Jesus. Because I'm not allowed to do that anymore in this community. I could cuss, I could say the most vulgar things and everybody's okay with it. But if I actually talk about Jesus, then what happens is it's explicit now. Here's the thing. You're in here for a purpose. And it's not burdensome. You'll actually find your identity and you'll lose your image. And you will find it in this, what we're about to read. When you let go of your image, you will let go of your stress. You will let go of all the things going wrong in your life. You will gain an identity. It'll free you up for real life. So I'm going to pray. We're going to hop in the passes. King Jesus, we love you so much. God, there's truth in your name. There's freedom in your name. God, thank you that <clears throat> there's no one in here who doesn't belong to you. There's people in this room who... They might be your friend or your enemy, but everything in this world belongs to you. Everything is yours. So God, I pray we'd see you and we would get you out of tonight. The fuse wouldn't be this weird thing where we just show up here because there's a lot of people wherever we hang out and they go home. God, I pray that this room would, would be your hands and feet that would change the world. I'm not confident. God, I'm not okay with just coming in here week after week and not doing anything. Especially when the war has already been won. As with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, please pray that God would speak through me. <clears throat> and with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, pray that he would use you to change the world. God, thank you so much for another day of life. God, thank you that, thank you that I don't have to go to hell anymore. I don't have to be afraid to die anymore. Love you so much in your name, amen. Okay, so real quick, go to 1 John chapter five. This is the last chapter we're actually going through. 
the series we've been going through this whole time is called Less is More. I think we actually have title slide for that. So less is more. Guys, the whole thing has been this. If you've been in church your entire life and all this is starting to pile up and actually coming to church feels like a burden, here's what this should do. When we're going through the study, this is what this should do. This should actually free you up just for it to be you and Jesus and you guys go affect the world. It shouldn't be like you come in here and it's another church thing. It's another this. It's another that. But really, honestly, that you would come in here and see how beautiful the gospel is and that it's just simple. You see, and this is why I tell people all the time, it's why I love going to the zoo. The zoo is my favorite place in the world. Because honestly, it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from in life, when you see a giraffe, the whole world stops. You could be a Christian, you could be a Muslim, camera comes out and you watch a giraffe lick its own ear. And, th- and your day is made. You're like, I spent, fi- I spent $25 to see that. It was so worth it. And that's literally, but it's so amazing. It's so complex, but the action of interacting with that is very simple. But it blows your mind away. And so this is what this is about to do. This is about to blow your mind away. So here's where we'll be. First John chapter 5, verse 1. If you're in a blue Bible, it's page 745. And we will cruise along. So here's this last chapter. Here's how we wrap up this series. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. We know we love God's children if we love God and obey his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Okay, so real quick, we're going to go to our main idea, and then we'll start unpacking what we just read. And we're actually going to, this, this chapter is so, <laughs> this chapter is so, so heavy. But listen, this is where, to be a Christian, this is just where everything starts. This is where we actually build a framework and go up. So to be Christian is giving up an image for an identity. Giving up an image for an identity. So here's, here's what this is going to be like. In this talk, here's what we're going to do. We're going to move from a condo to a mansion. But here's the thing. You've got to be able to give up your condo to get the mansion. And it's a process. Everybody say, it's a process. It's a process. Okay? So I've told you guys this before. Moving to Texas was a process. I'm from California. When I got here, there was women who had more hair on their face than I could ever grow. (laughs) It was terrifying. I was in middle school, and they had beards. My first, I'm not kidding, this is the first, my first semester at Rockwell High School, freshman year, I'm not even kidding. So I walk in, I was an introvert, so I had bangs like this, right? No one understood me. (sighs) I walked in, I walked in, here's what happens. There was a, I'm not kidding. There was a girl wearing basketball shorts, and a camo shirt, barely saw her. She, wa- <laughs> she, she walked in, she walked in, she had boots on, this, whatever, and she goes like this. I had no idea what this was. She reached inside of her lip, went like this, and there was this thing that looked like tar, and, and she threw it on the ground in the hallway, and I fell over and just coughed up my lunch money, so she didn't beat me up. <laughs> so I gave her, I was like, here, you can have my lunch money, just don't beat me up. I didn't know, I saw a woman dip tobacco, that was the weirdest thing of my whole life. I still can't get that out of my mind. When we moved into our house, there was a man who said this. He said, 
when we build the houses like this, do you better be safe from tornadoes? I looked at my mom and dad, I think he meant to say tornado. Nuh-uh, tornado. It's tornado, T-O-R-N-A-D-A-H, tornado. This breathy at the end. And then beyond that, you know what he warned us about? Black widow spiders. Black widow spiders. These are things, if you're California, but Chuck is nodding in the back. You've had interaction with black widow spiders, huh? <laughs> yup. <laughs> Chuck, how do we say Monday? That's right, Monday. M-U-N-D-E-E, Monday. That's it. Okay, so here's the thing. It's really weird. Okay, so when you're in California, you're coming to Texas, it's weird to find a place here. Consequently, it's really weird to show up in church and find a place here. So if you've never been to church and you walk in here, this is very overwhelming. There's a lot of people singing songs. You're like, what is this? What is happening right now? And it's really weird. You don't know what your place is here. Here's the thing. In order to follow Christ, you just give up your image. And there's the most beautiful thing that happens. He gives you an identity. When you follow Jesus, here's what happens. He removes all the pain in your life. And what he does is he puts confidence in you. So here's the thing. When I moved to Texas, I had no confidence in me. So here's the thing. If you're somebody like me and you struggle with insecurity your whole life and you show up to God's word, you could feel really small like you don't measure up. But that's not the point. The point of God giving you his son, the point of God giving you his word is this, is that you would actually know who you really are. And you can actually become somebody. There's a guy named Eric Liddell. Does anybody know who that is? Eric Liddell is somebody who, he was an Olympic athlete. He's amazing. He ended up, I believe, did he fight in World War II? I think he fought, didn't he? No, he was actually in China in World War II, which is crazy. He was a missionary. So what he's actually famous for is this. He's an Olympic athlete. And he trained to run the specific race his whole life. And so he did this. But his one thing is that he would never race on Sunday. In Texas, you don't give up anything for sports. But what he did, he's an Olympic athlete. Most people in this room probably won't be Olympic athletes. I'm not putting you down. You guys look great, but you probably won't be Olympic athletes. And so here's what he did. He gave up everything. Listen, his race was scheduled on a Sunday, and he gave it up. Okay, you have to be pretty competitive to be an Olympic athlete. You have to be pretty competitive to compete against the world. Okay, so here's what happens. He knows who he is an athlete. He knows who God is. Here's what he does. He gives up everything. He gives up everything so that he can actually do something that's honoring God, but not actually running his race that he's trained for his whole life. So here's what happens. He had these shoes that he trained in. They're famous. Everybody knew his shoes. Eric Lydell had these special shoes. I tried to find a picture of it. But he had these shoes, and what he got famous for is actually this. He, be, he became known throughout the whole world for this. He went to China as a missionary, and what he ended up doing is he gave his shoes to, this, to a homeless kid. And he went down as a legend. He could have raced on that day and probably set a record. But he gave everything up to become a legend. And so I'm asking you, what are you living for? That's what we talked about last week. If it's your first time, second time here, the question I'm always going to ask you is, what are you living for? If we're unpacking this, there's a victory that First John talks about, and it's this. So track with me. We're actually going to go uh, to verse 3. This is one paragraph. <sighs> Loving God means keeping his commandments. And his commandments, his commandments are not burdensome. For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. Okay, so if there's a victory, that means there's a competition. Am I wrong in saying that? That's an implication. Okay, raise your hand in here if you are competitive. 
everybody who's not competitive just got so stressed out. They're like, I'm not competitive. Okay, so if you're a competitive person, if you're a competitive person, can I ask you an honest question? Do you enjoy coming in second place? Okay, no, but that's still a podium. Do you still, okay, do you enjoy coming in third place? Amen. Okay, <laughs> that's right, Dad. That's right, Coach. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> oh, so I'm like a chew Texan. Okay, so listen, this is hilarious to me. It's more frustrating, I believe, it's more frustrating to come in second than it is to come in last. Coming in last place just means you go to the next thing and you don't show your face there again. Second place is that you were so good, you weren't good enough. That there was, you lost by one. That is the most frustrating thing in the world. Listen, if there's something on Twitter that has 999 likes, I can't scroll past it. I ha- Even if it's the worst thing in the world, I have to like, why? Because I have to balance it out, right? You've been there? Okay, so here's the thing. When it comes to being competitive, if you're, you're so good, you're almost good enough, but not actually good enough. Here's the thing. I love this idea. I love this principle because here's what happens. Everybody who practices a church but does not believe in Jesus, you come in second and you will always be last. But somebody who looks at Jesus as the champion and says, can I join you in your victory? You're always first. You know why? Because he's first and he doesn't fail. So this is where the stress comes off you. Do you know why? Because you don't have to compete anymore. He competes for you and you get to live freely now. So here's what happens when you walk out of you tonight. If he becomes your champion tonight, here's what happens. You get to go out free. But if you come in here and this is your goal, I'm not going to cuss anymore, which is good. Probably should do that. But still, if this is, I'm not going to hook up with my girlfriend anymore. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to look at this. If that's your goal, if that's what you're really living for, how far is that really going to go? See, here's, here's what I'm pushing you to. Get rid of your image. Get an identity. The identity is victory. Victory over what? I'm asking you, victory over what? Okay, so what is sin? Sin is death. Okay, so listen, that means something was competing for you outside of Jesus. Do you know that? It means this, that there was somebody who was actually trying to keep you from a victory. Okay, so here's the thing. Jesus sees you and sees what? That you can't actually win the victory. So what does he do? He looks at God the Father and goes like this. You're like, I gotta go down. I gotta get him. I have to look at him. Dad, like, Dad, I gotta go. I gotta get him. And so this is what he does. He goes and gets us. And so here's the deal. If Jesus had to come, the highest king of heaven, what does it tell you about the battle? If he's God and he wins, what does it tell you? Who else could win that battle? Nobody. Okay, so let me ask this. Do you want to be the victor or do you want him to be the victor? You can roll the dice. Here's the thing. There's going to be so many people that stand in front of God and they still say this. I was a good person. Do you know that if you try to be a good person, you will burn out? It'll be the worst life you ever have. You will lose everything and you'll be frustrated. But here's what I would say. If you want to be an alive person and not a dead person, you will actually live life free from depression, free from all these different things, things that weigh you down, it's going to come in this. You accept it. You accept his victory. We cannot come in first. He is first. You will always come in second if you're the one out front. First place is not for us. 
first place is for Jesus. And here's why we're lucky. We're lucky because we actually get to share in that. So real quick, we're going to finish up the paragraph, and then I actually have a clip to show you. I, Joseph, I kind of said, where's Joseph at? Is he in here? Smoke break? Where is he at? Hey, bud. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to play this video before you come up. Is that okay? And I'm going to talk after it. It's just a little bit different. Cool? But I'm going to go through this last, this last uh, verse right here. So, for every child of God defeats, is verse 4, for every child of God defeats this evil world, then we achieve this victory through our faith. And, oh, okay, and who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Okay, so listen. There's a, there's a lot of different lines of thinking, this, and this is a really weird thing. There's a, you guys know who Dr. Oppenheimer is? I watched this the other week. I watched this last week, and we're going to show you this clip. But Dr. Oppenheimer, he's the guy who invented the nuclear bomb. And so when they asked him about it, this, after, they asked him about it after Japan, right? And so here's what he said. This is, this is his thing. He said this, and his eyes are flat. He was like this, I am, I am now become death, the destroyer of worlds. And that's what he says. The height of his achievement ruined his life. Imagine feeling that way. See, here's the thing. The achievement that you can celebrate in is one that already happened, and it's outside of your strength and your control, meaning you have protection. <laughs> if you give up your image for an identity, God will take you to places you can never even dream of. His strength will carry you th through things you can never get through. And so there's actually this video I was going to show you. This, it's called Team Hoyt. And you'll see why this is such an amazing thing. But it's a father and a son. And what this dad does, what this father does, it's, it's a really old video. So it's paired with a really old song called I Can Only Imagine. But it, there's, it's a father and a son. And what this guy does this is crazy. He realizes that his son likes to run marathons. And so he takes his son to do marathons. But there's a plot twist. How this is set up, and when you watch it, you'll actually see what it looks like for a strong father to defend a defenseless, hopeless person. So we'll roll this, and then we'll, we'll kind of hit our, our final idea. I can only imagine 
you guys who's competitive in here and uh, if you guys raise your hands but the real thing I'm, I'm hoping you'll get from any of this is that your God is so competitive for you he's so competitive for you see here's the thing God looks at the challenge between sin capturing you and defeating you here's what he does he puts the cross on and walks it up the hill he carries you up the hill and then he dies your death. See, here's the thing. Whether we know it or we don't, we are weak. Whether we know it or we don't, we need help. Whether we know it or not, we actually need a savior. And so here's the thing. When we were defenseless, God came in and said, I will be your defender. And when he comes in, you are safe. There's no one that gets through to you because anyone who has God, no one can stop God. And what he does is he stands in the place of hell and protects you. That is who your shepherd is. 
He doesn't let you walk in places where there's danger, but here's what he does. He leads you beside still water. And here's what he does. He protects you even when you don't ask for it. That's why the final idea is this. There's only Jesus. When you give up your image and you get your identity, your identity is Jesus. There isn't anything else. There's only Jesus. And so here's what he does. When you couldn't run the race, he picks you up and he puts you in and he pushes you through. And so when you're sitting here and you're, and you're trying to wrap your mind around so many things, the worst thing you could do is you could look around here and start measuring other Christians. The only place you should actually be looking is here. The one place that has all the names on it. And you could sit in here. And here's the thing. There's people who sit in here and it just goes in one ear and out the other. The worst thing that you can actually do is when God's word is open, you just let it go. Because you won't be judged. Listen, when you get in front of God, the last thing that you'll be judged on is this. All the stupid things that you did. He's going to look, my son's word, everything was open and you didn't listen. There's a place for people who don't accept God. Not a place for bad people. Actually, most of the worst people in the world will be in heaven. You know why? Because grace is real. And that grace is for you. That grace is for me. That's why there's only Jesus. But take heart. Have courage. Because God, Jesus Christ has overcome the world. You're going to have many challenges. You're going to get hit by a lot. But have good courage. God is for you. He's not against you. How you leave tonight is entirely up to you. When you walk through those doors, you can make a decision in your mind, in your heart. God, I'm going to follow you, or you can walk out just like it's another Wednesday night. You can walk out those doors determined to fill a real purpose, one that's really been designed for you. Or you can go home. It could be another Wednesday. You could show up, watch people lift their hands, but you won't. It's weird. Or you could be like Boytech. And you can make a real difference. It's amazing that 80 years later, there's a story about a bear who carried ammunition to win a battle. And he has an identity. He's only a bear. Think about how much of an identity you could have. If you have any questions about who Jesus Christ is, there's a team over here, people, who's going to be sitting in the front, who will pray with you, walk with you, love you. You come out of the worst thing. If you had the worst weekend of your life, and you know what I mean when I say that, there's going to be a team up here. We'll pray with you. It doesn't matter how far you've gone. It only matters where you're going now. Good? Good? Yeah? All right. I'm going to pray a band's going to come up. 
Lord Jesus, thank you so much that we get to join you in your victory. God, thank you that there's no pain or sting of death anymore. God, thank you that you're competitive for us, that you weren't weak, that you weren't satisfied with second place, Jesus. But God, you came in first, and that's by paying for the sins of the world. God, you didn't run from death. You had courage. God, if you didn't run from death, we're not running from death. God, if you weren't afraid, we're not afraid. God, if you're in control, all of this is in control. So God, out of my brothers and sisters right now, Lord, I just pray fear out of them. God, I pray insecurity out of them. Lord Jesus, I pray healing over everyone here. God, I pray that you'd be with them. God, I pray when they walk through the doors, they'd be determined to change the world. We love you so much, Jesus, in your name.